Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You can learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Isaiah chapter 52 called How Lovely the Mountains. Now, I think Isaiah is the most often quoted prophetic book. Go to Romans 10. Paul quotes this in one of the most famous um, salvation texts that we have, Romans chapter 10. And here's what Paul says. Romans 10, 13. He says, for whoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. How then, Romans 10, 14, shall they call upon him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? One version says, how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? 15, Romans 10. And how shall they preach unless they are sent? Just as it is written, how beautiful are the feet, and it's written in Isaiah 52, of those who bring glad tidings of good things. Isaiah 52, 7 is the the verse that is quoted. And the imagery is in wartime. They didn't have cell phones. They didn't have, what's the new technology now when you guys, uh, your little pad thing, what do you call that thing? It's ringing right now. Do you, anyway, but you got all this, this technology now. You can send an email in a moment. Do some of you get annoyed when people don't respond to your emails or texts right away? I'm a slow responder to texts sometimes. Sometimes I text people the next day. And as soon as I text them, it's come right back to me. You know, it's like they were waiting right there. And as soon as they saw that text, they, do you watch the young people now? I sat behind a young person at graduation with uh, their little texting device. I can't believe how fast their fingers are. It used to be that we'd make fun of the video games. You know, you get a lot of exercise with those thumbs. Now it's the texting. You know, you watch them. And I'm doing the hunt and peck thing. I will call you on the phone later. Right? Well, in ancient times, <laughs> all the old people said, hey, man, all the young people say, what? We want better technology. In the ancient times, they didn't have any way to communicate except by a courier. So what they would do is they would send a runner. And what would happen is there would be a waiting watchman who would then bring the news to the leader or the king. And so the runner would go and he'd go to where the war was being fought. He'd get news of the battle, casualties, are we winning, are we losing? And he'd begin to run back to the base camp. And, you know, if you've known somebody long enough, have you ever noticed that you know somebody's body type and and how they move? You could see someone from a distance, and if you know them well, you know it's them. Just by the way they walk, just by the way they carry themselves. You know what I'm talking about? And you can also tell by the way someone's running whether things are good or bad. If the courier was running with his head up and kind of a little, you know, uh, not a hitch in his giddy up, but you know, a little, little sprint in his, whatever you want to call it. Anyway, you know, the, the watchman would say, I think the news is good. That looks like so-and-so, and his head is up, and I think he's going to bring us good news. But if the person came running like this, 
the news was probably bad. How beautiful are the feet on the mountains of those who bring glad tidings of good things. And all of a sudden, Paul begins to show us that the message of Isaiah, of ultimate deliverance from the captivity of sin and death and prison and our ultimate foe, uh, Satan, he has been defeated and the ones bringing the message of hope on the mountains, the beautiful feet are the church. We shod our feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace and we go to people with our head up, with a little, you know, uh, strength in our step and we say to people, the Lord reigns. Salvation has been won. The prison doors are open. He has won the battle on the cross. He's defeated sin, Satan and death. You can be free and we offer freedom. And how beautiful are the feet of those who bring glad tidings of good news. Did you see the video of Chad? See, one night when he was a man with, you know, all kinds of a a crazy lifestyle, took one connection by the Holy Spirit for him to say, you know what? What have I been doing? That's me. Sin has been robbing me, right? His eyes were blinded and a messenger of the gospel, in this case, Greg Laurie, but could be any of us, brought the good news His feet were lovely on the mountains and he brought the good tidings. He said, the war has been won. You can enter into the freedom of Jesus Christ. That's the message that you and I preach. Why do we hold back? Why are we afraid to walk across the street and tell somebody that message? We should be like the runner. Can't wait to get to the next person to tell the good news. The war has been won. We have defeated the foe. The news is good because the gospel literally means the good news. I work with a woman who some years ago seemed to be rather close to the gospel. And I was getting some opportunities with different coworkers. They all knew I was the pastor at the company, but, but God would open up opportunities. And one day I had this woman um, in my close proximity. We're, we're working with this company and she was a customer service person and and I just, I was living my life before people, but I was also sharing pe- with people. And I began to articulate the gospel to her. And she said, you know, me and my husband, we used to go to church and we had this bad, awful experience at a church. And I said, I am so sorry that that happened to you. But you know what? Jesus Christ is the answer. And I just preached to her. That day, nothing happened. I left that company and one of the reports I got later, I went back to visit the company, was from this coworker who pulled me aside and told me, Michael, my husband and I are going back to church and we're serving in the church. And, you know, Jesus has restored us. And sometimes what we have when we're running is we got other people who are on the side. They used to be running, but they got tired, they got wounded. And they're laying there, and they, they're not bringing the message. They've been sidelined. And then they see you come sprinting by. Like, what's with him? What's he been eating? Where's he been training, right? And you're like, come on, let's go, right? And sometimes it takes a person who's got that energy of the Spirit to get you re-fired up. See, we're on a holy pilgrimage. Let's go back to Isaiah 52, and we'll finish. 
my question to you is, are you bringing the good news to others? Because we are the messengers of this great victory. 52.8 says, the message is your God reigns, and then he says, listen, you watchmen. Remember, the watchman would wait for the coming messenger and look for him as he came running from a distance. And it's as though he's personified here, the runner or the messenger. He says, listen, you watchmen, lift up their voices. They shout joyfully together. The news has come, for they will see with their own eyes when the Lord restores Zion, the good news. And then it will spread to a choir in Jerusalem. Break forth, verse nine, shout joyfully together, you waste places of Jerusalem, for the Lord has comforted his people, notice, He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has bared his holy arm in the sight of all the nations. This is the only place I know of where it says the Lord bared his his holy arm in the sight of all the nations. He made known his strength as the idea. He revealed it that all the ends of the earth may see the salvation of our God. Now you can see that this is pointing to a future day when it will all be consummated. All the nations will see the salvation of our God. They will see Jesus Christ coming on the clouds with power and great glory. The victory will be, if you will, uh, finalized, sealed on that day. And all the ends of the earth will know, Isaiah 45, 22, that our God saves. And so it says in verse 11, as we come to the end of this section, Again, a double emphasis. Depart, depart, 11. Go out from there, touching nothing unclean. Go out of the midst of her. Purify yourselves, you who carry the vessels of the Lord. Go out, go out from among her. 52, look at verse 12. But you will not go out in haste, nor will you go as fugitives. For the Lord will go before you, this is Exodus imagery, and the God of Israel will be your rear guard. Not only will he go before you like the pillar of fire, but he'll also be your rear guard. He's got you on both sides. Sometimes you feel like you're out in front of the pack and God's still in front. And sometimes you feel, you ever feel like a straggler sometimes? Like, man, I'm taking up the rear and I'm not feeling a second wind either. Well, God's got you both sides. See, he says, I will never, what? Leave you, nor will I ever forsake you. So no matter how you feel like you're running, he's got you. He's got you covered on both sides. Go to 2 Corinthians 6. This is our final text. So all over the Bible, we see Isaiah quoted, 2 Corinthians 6, and it's quoted here in this New Testament passage, The Corinthians are struggling with many things, but one of the greater challenges of the Corinthian church is a false gospel. They were running well, but there were people coming in who were messing with the gospel, and also there was a lot of compromise. And so here's what it says, 2 Corinthians 6, 14. Do not be bound together with unbelievers, those who don't believe the true gospel, You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. 
Walk in Truth has more content for you to listen to with our mini-sodes a step closer, where Pastor Michael Lance and others on the Walk in Truth team discuss topics and questions about life from a Christian perspective. You'll also get a chance to get to know the team. The next topic to dive into is the potential overturning of Roe v. Wade. Even if we threw out having to land on when does life begin, when a majority of those abortions happen, right, is in between generally six to 12 weeks. And, you know what I mean, there's a heartbeat, there's, everything's pretty much intact. The only thing that child or that baby needs is time and nutrition. It's fully formed. To listen to the Walk in Truth mini-sodes a step closer, follow Walk in Truth on your favorite podcast app like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and more. Again, follow Walk in Truth on your favorite podcast app. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. We'd love to see who's listening. So please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. And it's quoted here in this New Testament passage. The Corinthians are struggling with many things, but one of the greater challenges of the Corinthian church is a false gospel. They were running well, but there were people coming in who were messing with the gospel, and also there was a lot of compromise. And so here's what it says, 2 Corinthians 6, 14. Do not be bound together with unbelievers, those who don't believe the true gospel. For what partnership, 2 Corinthians 6, 14, have righteousness and lawlessness, what fellowship has light with darkness? He's gonna give you contrasting ideas to see, show you how far apart believers and unbelievers are. What harmony has Christ with Belial, or Satan, What has a believer in common with an unbeliever? Or what agreement has the temple of God with idols? Babylon was filled with idols. For we are the temple of the living God, just as God said, I will dwell in them. There's gonna be like six Old Testament texts here, but included in them is the one from Isaiah. I will dwell in them and walk among them, 16. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from the midst and be separate, says the Lord, And do not touch what is unclean. The idea is what is hurtful. And I will welcome you. I will be a father to you and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. Therefore, having these promises, beloved, now this is written to the New Testament Christians, let us cleanse ourselves from all defilement of flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. And so finally, using this captive imagery, Paul quotes it and says to the Corinthians, come out from the midst of anything Babylonian-like, anything that weighs you down, anything that's trying to re-imprison or re-chain you, legalism, um, you know, things that are adding to your salvation by grace 
old ways of life, relationships where someone's denying that Jesus Christ is the only way and saying to you, nah, you know, actually Jesus isn't really God. There's many emanations that come from God. Greek dualism was big in Corinth. And they're trying to get you to compromise doctrinally, which is very important, or in your lifestyle. Come out of the midst of that because it's dangerous for you because it will end up, and this is hard to imagine, but as a Christian, you can be re-imprisoned in the old stuff. Do you believe that? It can happen. And Paul is warning and he's saying, look, be careful, come out of the midst, get out of Babylon, let those chains go, leave the prison and come back where you belong. Because there are, there are stuff that can defile. There is stuff that can slow you down in the race. That's, there is stuff that can hurt you. And God says, look, when you're running, when you're leaving Egypt or Babylon, I got you on both sides. I got you in the front, and I'll be your rear guard. Just keep following me. And remember, the children of Israel, whenever the cloud moved, they moved. If it stayed, Moses said, Lord, if you don't go with us, we're not going. I'm not going. But if your cloud moves, we'll move. And God says, I've got you on the front and I've got you on the back. I've got you surrounded. Just stay close to me. Abide, stay in my will. And there are many people, you remember? They were trying to set up caravans back to Egypt. They were saying, at least we had steak and onions and leeks and whatever, remember? Yeah, they hit us in the back, but man, the dinners were glorious. Yeah, we had to do a mud dance for Pharaoh, but you know, at least we weren't walking through a desert waiting for water to come from a rock. Talk about a glorified drinking fountain, you know. They whined and they complained. And then people said, hey, I think this Korah guy knows what he's talking about. You know? He seems to have it down. So Moses said, okay, if you guys think Korah's the dude, go ahead and stand with him. And anybody who's on the Lord's side, just stand close to me. Okay, let's see, Korah or Moses? I don't know. Which way should I go? Korah. If you stood with Korah, you know what happened? <laughs> Ground opened up and Straight into Sheol. That's where Korah takes you, right? You want to be on Moses' side on that day. Here's the point. God's God's saying there's a freedom I've already won, but there's a clothing that needs to be worn. There's a, the prison's already open, but just walk out and stay close to me. And I'll shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and you'll be going around telling other people how to be free, but you you got to be free, too, to tell other people how to be free, right? Let's bow our hearts. Father, we, we are grateful for the good news and how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the glad tidings of good things. The greatest news that we can bring is that Jesus Christ has won the war. He has defeated our enemy. He has sealed the victory. And we are now more than conquerors through him who loved us. We have the victory in Jesus Christ. Yet there is a battle still waging. It's a spiritual battle. and It's one where you've provided armor. 
clothing. You've provided yourself. That's the amazing thing is you don't ask us to do it alone. You just say, just take me with you. (laughs) Just put on the Lord Jesus Christ and I'll give you the strength. And Lord, we live in a world where we can be weary sometimes and feel like we're tiring out and we can sometimes lose perspective. Sometimes we can feel like we've gone back to old things that can re-chain us. And I just pray that you'd be setting your people more free and more free every single day as they surrender to you and walk in the beautiful freedom of Jesus Christ. I want you to take a moment, just bow your heart. Anything that you need to give to the Lord tonight, just give it to him. He'll give you something a thousand times better back. He'll give you strength. He'll give you mercy. He'll give you help. He'll give you grace, forgiveness, refreshment. Lord, I just pray that as people are pondering the the word of God, that you just minister to your people. Let the living waters of your spirit just flow If you don't know Jesus, God forbid if you died tonight, you're not sure you'd be in heaven. Just tell him that you trust him. Turn from your sin. Repent of it. Receive him as your Lord and Savior. If you've been a little bit dry, dive back into the deep end of the things of the Spirit. Clothe yourself with the raiments of the splendor of those holy garments. Get into that spiritual dress routine. Father, I just pray that you be healing and strengthening your people. Just, I pray that you'll lift burdens from folks tonight and I just pray that the blessed freedom of our, our great God and Savior would just permeate us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You've been listening to How Lovely the Mountains, part three on Walk in Truth. And that was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Isaiah 52. If you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on our free Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to our new mini-sodes called A Step Closer. And just so you know, we have free apologetic events from time to time, and they're called 633. And that's based on Matthew 633. Pastor Michael invites special guests, professionals in their fields, to talk about hard topics that affect the culture. In the past, we've had guest speakers that have talked about the issue of racism, Roe v. Wade, miracles, and how we as Christians can talk about those issues. You can watch those talks and many others on our Free Living Truth app and on our website, walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael before we go. Well, if you want to live a lovely, beautiful life, one of the ways you do that is you are a deliverer of good news. The world's filled with bad news. We are the people of the good news. You know, that's actually what evangelical means. It has the idea of bearers of the good news. We preach the good news of the gospel. What is the gospel? That Jesus Christ, God's one and only son, God so loved the world that he sent his son with the good news that he would take our punishment at the cross. He would live the perfect life that we failed to live. He'd fulfill the law. 
He'd die on the terrible cross, taking the wrath of God in our place to bring deliverance and hope through the blood of his cross. He would triumphantly rise from the dead in the very history in which we are embedded, and he is seated at the right hand of the Father. And we have such good news. Hey, if you're a Christian, if you say, I'm an evangelical Christian, you are a person of the good news. And that is so wonderful, um, so hopeful. And so that's the bottom line. That's what I want you to walk away with today, is that I'm going to be a person of the good news. Share it as much as you can. It's a lovely life. It's a beautiful life. Not everybody's ready to receive it. But I'll tell you, as many as receive it, to them, he gives the right to become the children of God. Well, we are moving into a teaching on the suffering servant as we deal with the last part of Isaiah 52 into Isaiah 53. This is an amazing section of Scripture, so powerful, so amazing as it details prophetically what Jesus would suffer on the cross and what it would mean. Hey, if you have a friend who's interested in the Old Testament, maybe a Jewish friend who would like to hear this teaching on the suffering servant, Isaiah 52, 13 into 53, 6, part one will be airing tomorrow. So check it out and uh, we'll see you right here, right then. <laughs> God bless you. And don't forget that Walk in Truth is a listener supported ministry. Your financial partnership helps us broadcast on this station. How long have you been listening? Could you help us pay for some airtime on this station? Help us continue in this ministry. A monthly partnership of at least $5 a month is all we ask. If you're blessed by this ministry and believe others can be too, please visit walkintruth.com now to donate. That's walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael's teaching in Isaiah 52, 13 through 53, 6 called The Suffering Servant. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, where it's our goal to equip you with God's truth to all people.